I had an hour conversation with this guy and it was a really good conversation about your next steps in life, you're gonna be okay, what you're gonna do next. And then a week later, he died. I'm gonna live life the way I want to live it. And you should care about other people. You should always put family first. But there's also a thing about being honest with yourself. Because when it's all said and done, when you're lying on that deathbed, you can't do anything then. The only thing you can do is look back at your life and have regrets. And I know that I'm not going to have those regrets. This is Nigel Thomas. And this, ladies and gentlemen, is the Ecom Alphas podcast. So just before we dive into part two of this episode, I just wanted to thank everyone who's listened to this podcast so far. It means a lot. Looking to, I mean, from my side, I have really high standards. So I actually don't think that much of this podcast, but I really do appreciate anyone who's taken the time to listen in. And I'm just learning every single day. So just showing up and that's what's important to me. Now, this part of the episode is really about this company we were both at, myself and Maria. We actually talked about what Maria did. We talked about moving forward, what Alpha Inbound are going to do, and also what I stand for and what's important to me and kind of how I see the world and how I've changed from the old person I was when I was bullied a lot and I was really nervous and I was in my own skin to the person I am today and through these experiences, why I've changed, what my outlook is in life. So if you do enjoy it, I just want to say it would mean a lot if you could share it with one person. I post content at the time of speaking every single day on LinkedIn, every weekday at 8.30am Eastern. So check that out too and leave a review if you do enjoy it. So without further ado, let's get back into the episode and hear some more Winston Churchill quotes. Well, it was a defining moment, to be honest. A little background about myself. I know this is about Nigel, but I'm a single mom and I came from an abusive relationship. And the previous company that I was working at before I came into that company specifically shut down as well. So it was very important to my stability and in order for me to support my son to actually have that kind of income. But I was underpaid, overworked, underappreciated. And it wasn't just that. I saw a lot of disrespect going on in terms of what kind of value the people were bringing in, but they weren't exactly being credited accordingly as well as given the opportunity to express their opinions and have that kind of or rather partake in the company's success for that matter. That's a different story. But basically, being able to confront someone and tell them the truth is oftentimes very challenging, especially when you are the employee. But if you have the intention to actually almost help that person realize, and this can go into a different matter, like it can be business or personal, if your goal is to help that person realize what they're doing is not exactly the right way, but it can be done in a different way, a better way, then you go into it feeling, okay, this is not about me anymore. This is about that person. This is about the other people going to, that are going to be affected. And it's a risk. It's always going to be a risk. It's going to be a risk in the relationship that is involved. 
as well as the consequences. You have to consider that. So the other thing to mention is that it's also harder for a woman, and it shouldn't be, with the background you have, the, the fact that you're from the Philippines. And I own this situation that actually was almost, yeah, I don't think it helped when it, that's ridiculous. People shouldn't be judged from their background or if they're, you know, a woman or not. But that's why I have a lot more respect for you, Maria, because you stood up for yourself and yeah, it meant that you, you had to leave and it was all a bit nasty at the end, but yeah, you should be proud of yourself. Appreciate that. All right. So in terms of coming from that company, what were your plans? What did you have in mind? Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Actually, I want to say one more thing on that because this was a defining moment for me and it's actually really sad. So right at the end, it got to the point where I basically said to the owner, you should shut this company down. And then all of a sudden the next week, a notice came around that the company was getting shut down. So I'm not taking the credit for that. I honestly don't care. I just wanted I saw the writing on the wall. Like I told you, my dad said, and you got to make a decision there. No decisions are getting made. So when the when that happened, and I also gave the owner some hard truths, and that he did really didn't like that. He basically, I came into work one day and I was turfed out of everything with like no access to anything anymore. Well, I had like half a day's notice, which was ridiculous. When I spoke to him, these were his words. It's called gardening leave, mate. Google it. And by the way, I hadn't didn't even have a contract because that person decided that that wasn't important. So, but where I was going with that is there was actually a guy and out of respect, I'm going to leave his name out, but he was the marketing guy and he lived in the Philippines. And this guy, he, he had some issues with confidence, if I'm being totally honest. And he was from a troubled background and I felt like I connected with him and he seemed so warm to me and I gave him a lot of advice. And when he left, the communication with me and him got cut because we were in a, like, a Slack channel and that was all, you know, I was toast without of it. And I was told by the owner, if I was to speak to any of the employees, I wouldn't get paid my last salary. Okay. Now this was in the height of COVID and obviously the Philippines, a developing country, there was a lot of issues going on there. There was, you know, shortage supply of oxygen for people who don't know it's, it's completely different in a country with an infrastructure like that. And sorry, I was just going to say that it wasn't just oxygen. It was oxygen tanks because people were needing that when you had yeah oxygen tanks. And at the time I reached out to him against like, I was just at the end. I don't care if I don't get paid, even though I really did actually need the money at the time. I don't care if I don't get paid. I'm going to reach out to the team and I spoke to them all. And I'm so happy that I did. I had an hour conversation with this guy and it was a really good conversation about your next steps in life. You're going to be okay. What are you going to do next? And then a week later, he died. And I found out through someone else. And just imagine if I'd never been able to reach out and... This is the thing why you don't block communication. You don't let ego get in the way and let things become that toxic. Because if I hadn't have just gone with my instincts and reached out and had that conversation, I never would have spoken to this guy again. And he wanted to talk to me as well. And I wanted to talk to him. So I'm so happy that I did that. But this should be a message to anyone that you shouldn't ever do that with your team members. Because 
yeah, obviously it's horrendous that he died. 26 years old as well. I Literally the guy had his whole life ahead of him. But that's just a, an indication and that just brought everything full circle to me that sure, in the moment, it might seem like you're just doing these things to please yourself as in terms of decisions, management, who manages what, all the rest of it and trying to control people. But they have massive, disastrous second, third, fourth, fifth order consequences on team impact and just generally humans. So don't disempower people. And I'm, I have such strong conviction over that now. So yeah, that was the, that was the biggest moment for me really over that entire company, I think. But I'm really glad I spoke to him and it was a good conversation. And that guy always reminded me to put a smile on my face, even to this day. So fair play to him. Bless his soul. Yeah. So in terms of coming from that experience, and of course, this was the time to look for another either job or an opportunity. How did it came to Alpha and Bell? So like I said, and I've said it a couple of times now on this podcast, but I remember when I was working at Decathlon, a retail store, and I was 20, 23 years old. And it just wasn't going according to plan. I honestly, I just, I was really in the wrong place. I knew it wasn't going to work out. They didn't extend my, past my, what do you call it? Not the the trial periods, the probation periods. And my dad said to me, I remember, look, when the writing's on the wall, you got to do something about it. And it really stuck with me. Well, tell us all about that first. What happened in the six months? If you can, you know, summarize that in a few minutes. Yeah, look, I mean, I literally worked as a, a retail manager. Well, I was a junior. I can't remember what the thing was, like a department manager or junior department manager with the look to becoming a department manager within the first six months. A retail store called Decathlon, really a sports company, like big French company, but they had some stores in the UK. When I was there, I, again, I just didn't enjoy it. I, I was after you, my first university like did a criminology degree, didn't really know where to go and I just needed to work. And my mum and dad obviously wanted me to get a job as well and I didn't want to sit around. So I just went for this thing and moved like down to Birmingham, did it for six months. And the people there were just bad people. Like to, to give people context, the store manager at the time, obviously, you know, inflation's changed things a little bit recently, I think the store manager was earning either 30 or 35,000 pounds, which is ridiculous. Like they're, they're big stores as well. So this was a company that was definitely not paying well. And you could tell that. And it's not all about the money. The culture wasn't great either, but people just blaming each other. And I have to admit that I was not the best employee in terms of, I just didn't really care that much. Probably I was egotistical. But having said that, the thingy, the department manager who was meant to be mentoring me right near the end turned his back on me and used me as a scapegoat for certain things. But like I said, it, I learned a lot from it and I should have been the one who decided prior to that that I needed to get out. So I never want to have that victim mentality in life because I'm fully responsible for my own decisions. So yeah, I think from that experience... Looking back, when my dad told me, when the writing's on the wall, you need to do something about it. It was a hard one to swallow that. But I realized that. So when this whole incident was happened, I could see what was going on and what was about to occur. And I was the one who told the guy to shut the company down. I'd already been in contact with Josh. And remember, Josh, bringing this back, 
I'd worked with him on that company four years ago and worked for me on a couple of other projects. So I knew I trusted him. I just needed someone at that time. I didn't really care about the money that much. I needed something to get by. I just really cared about someone who I could trust and someone who wouldn't fuck me over, for lack of a better phrase. And Josh was that person. Josh is not the person who shouts the loudest. He's quite introverted. We've changed him a little bit, which is good. Made him a little bit nastier. <laughs> but he's, yeah, he just cares so much. And he's so trustworthy. And he wants to do the right thing. He's loyal. And these are all the traits I really look for in, in people. And my relationships are built on trust and respect. And having had that experience prior, that was so important to me. And I saw Josh was actually struggling. He was working at a different agency, trying to run his own agency. Alpha Inbound had been running for about three or four years. Josh's kind of spinning his wheels a little bit in terms of fantastic media buyer, but didn't maybe have the business acumen or the right personality traits to do sales, but he wanted it. And I could see that he could help. And he just, he cared so much more than anyone else I'd ever worked with about getting results. So I just saw someone that I could help. Also, selfishly, I thought there was to be an opportunity to prove myself and bring on a load of business. And the idea I had at the time was actually to make some sales and then go and start my own business. And I told Josh all of this in the start. But what I quite quickly realized is, is when I got inside the business, there wasn't really anything there. And so there was no sales decks, no case study, no website, no branding, no nothing. And I have to do everything from scratch. And I thought I could just come in there naive again, still at 29 years old, thinking I could just make some sales, get some commissions, whatever, and then go and do something else. And I realized a lot about my own personality as well as Josh's, where we were aligned, that I cared so much. Contracts are important. Always sign contracts with people. But my words will mean more to me than any piece of paper ever will. I care about my words so much and the promises that I make. So when I do sales, I really believe in what I say because I don't say things half-heartedly. And I couldn't do sales at the start because I didn't actually believe in the product that we, I was selling. That was the problem. So we had to build a product from scratch. We had to build a business. This is going to sound really harsh to Josh, but we've had those conversations anyway. But it was more like a freelancer situation. He just had experience of working on some massive accounts and he was really good at his job. But there wasn't really much of a business there, really. So we had to build all of that from scratch. And of course, we're only in, I mean, I say since the rebirth of Alpha Inbound, we're pretty much in our first year of business because we are. So we still don't have a lot of problems and we're still very raw and fresh, but we've actually built somewhat of a business now and we've got foundations. And yeah, I learned a lot about myself through that process and I learned that I can only do things if I really believe in it. And if you actually look at anyone who talks about sales and product and business, it's the people who really do believe in what they're doing and have that ultimate conviction, the ones who are usually way more successful. So yeah, that was pretty much how we got started Alpha Inbound. And that's what I came on to do. And here we are 12 months later. And yeah, it's, we've got some pretty exciting opportunities. And obviously you're a large part to play for that as well. So we're always liking to bring you in here, Maria, but you really were. But yeah, there was a point that Maria was here helping me out 
she was doing all things from contracts to helping me write cold emails out to profiling partners and building slide decks to helping Josh out. Like it was, she's doing an insane amount of things. She still does. And so there was a point I remember when Josh said to me, Nigel, and this is about six months in, it's getting to that point now when, because we didn't really have much business at all. We have about four brands that we brought on board and the sales weren't looking great. The calendar was empty. Nigel, it's getting to that time where, you know, you start to think about giving up. He literally said those words to me. I still remember it clear as day. And I knew that it was the foundations that we were built as the work that we'd done that you couldn't see it, but that was going to be the reason that we had success this year. And that exactly was what happened. I mean, we can talk about that week just before December when we did that massive sales push, which really changed changed the trajectory of the business going into the new year. But this was really the start of Alpha Inbound and how it all got going. If we were to talk about who Nigel Thomas was before all of that and who he is now, what would you say is that distinction? You taught me something, Maria, that was probably the most valuable lesson I've ever learned in life. And the advice that you gave me was the best gift that you can give someone is believing in them. But the best person to believe in is yourself. That's what the Nigel Thomas is of today. Because for 28 years of my life, when I was in that desperate situation, I joined that company. I looked in the mirror. I was bullied a lot at school, and that's a whole different story because I've got really bad eczema that I'm still trying to overcome. And I was ashamed of myself. I did have that victim mentality, but I was ashamed of what I saw in the mirror. And I hated myself, if I'm being totally frank. But now, for the first time in my life, I look in the mirror and I see something that I'm starting to be more proud of. And that's why when I speak on LinkedIn and wherever it is, I have this motto, stay true to yourself, because I want to be honest with myself. Because for most of my life, I just did things to please other people. And that was where I got led into that corporate situation. And I wasn't happy. I honestly didn't realize that life could be lived in a way that I'm living right now. And my mum and dad tell me, Nigel, don't work so hard. Other people tell me I should do certain things. Well, you know what? I'm going to live life the way I want to live it. And you should care about other people. You should always put family first. But there's also a thing about being honest with yourself. Because when it's all said and done, when you're lying on that deathbed, you can't do anything then. The only thing you can do is look back at your life and have regrets. And I know that I'm not going to have those regrets. And it's a harder life to live, let me tell you that. But it's so satisfying to know that you're being honest and I just want to push myself to limits and see where this life and journey can take me. So yeah, that's all really happened in the last two to four years. And I've learned more then and really the rest of my life prior when I was living in my head for most of it. So these are the main things. And yeah, what I really care about is building a platform. And this is, so for me, business is a way that I've, the first time in my life, I feel like I'm actually good at something. And I know most people hear that and think, oh yeah, you know, you're just saying that because everyone says that. But that was actually so true for me. I never felt good at anything really. And I'm a winner. I am a winner. I know I'm a winner. My first love was Manchester City Football Club. And we were underdogs 
for the whole time that I supported them. And then we won the title in magnificent fashion when Sergio Aguero scored that goal against QPR. And by the way, that I was there. Greatest moment of my life. And that underdog mentality, but it's about winning. And I am a winner, but I was never good enough at anything to see that I could actually win at it until I actually got involved in business and entrepreneurship. And I, for the first time in my life, I actually feel like I belong. I'm on calls with big business owners and I'm not phased at all. And I love that. I love it so much. So I want to build really a platform and through business where people from different backgrounds, other people, you say castaways by society, people who are rejected by society like myself, and build a platform where they can express themselves. And that's what I'd love to do and help people realize their full potential because I've been through that. And I think that's why I can empathize with people. And I'm definitely not perfect. I've got a long way to go myself, but that's what I'm passionate about. And I have ultimate conviction that I can build a team of winners. And I take most of my lessons actually from sport rather than education, if I'm being totally frank, because I've learned more from watching sport and learned the best lessons in life than any classroom could ever teach me. And then the other thing is actually living, you know, not just watching movies, being the movie, creating the movie. We're going to go over another Churchill quote now. He said once, history will be kind, kind to me because I intend to write it. Everyone's got that choice. Most people decide just to scroll through their phone on social media and live other people's stories instead. How about put the phone away, turn off the notifications, start building your own story? That's hard, but that's how you stay true to yourself. And that's what the Nigel Thomas is of today. All right. Well, I know that there's more to it. And best thing I would say is if people wanted to have like a connection with you somewhat, because I know that there are a lot of people who reach out to you. Yeah. What would they need to know in terms of, because this is basically the title of the podcast, who is Nigel Thomas. So yeah, what would they need to know before they reach out to you? I struggle like everyone else. I don't know why I'm telling you that, but I feel sometimes like I'm a failure because I'm 30 years old and I feel like I'm only just getting started right now. And I do suffer with that if I'm being totally frank. So for anyone out there who's getting started, and we've not really had that much success. I mean, it's been pretty good. We've gone from naught to nearly a seven-figure run rate in 12 months. I think I'm pretty happy with that. But I have massive ambitions, so it doesn't feel great to me. But I think that's the mindset you need as a winner. But the point is, is I still struggle like everyone else. I still have shit days and it's important to just keep showing up. So if you want to reach out, I think know that I'm not perfect and I ask for a lot of feedback. So just be prepared to be brutally honest, because if you're honest with me, I'll be honest back to you and then we can both help each other out because What's the point in going to bed at night and thinking of those dark demons that we don't do anything about when we could just tell each other? Instead of living an Instagram story reel of a life, let's just tell people the truth. Let's try and help people out. And sometimes you need to be the bad guy or girl in the short term to help people long term. So if you want to reach out to me and ask some honest feedback or more importantly, probably give me some honest feedback, then let's go for it. All right. Thank you so much for having me in. No worries. 
and all the best for your move to New York. You've been working the night shift long enough now. You deserve this opportunity. So, yeah, all the best for yourself and obviously your son. Same to you, Nigel. Thank you so much. To everyone listening, thank you so much for spending an hour of your life that you will never get back, by the way. Yeah. Thank you so much if you listened to this point. Let's go for it. And obviously in true fashion, I'll leave it with that. Stay true to yourself. Thank you so much. We'll see you back next week for another episode. We've got some great brands lined up. We're going to be doing some new things with the show. And I just look forward to it. It's a pleasure to be alive. It's a pleasure to be broadcasting my voice to the world for anyone who actually wants to listen. And yeah, do stay true to yourself. Have a great week and make the most out of life because god damn it there's probably someone in a hospital somewhere today who's begging to be in your position so be grateful for what you have and make the most of it because we only get one 